I'd like to begin by saying fuck Lance Armstrong. Let's talk white women here, shall we? I've ordered more pills than anyone in the world. Am I at risk for syphilis? I don't know. Hey, Jake. Jake Buss. Mm, shut up, Jake, because it's time for the Astrovert Podcast. episode of the... <laughs> I forgot the podcast name. <laughs> I was focusing too much on the Australia. Ripper episode. Oh, man. What's going on, Jake? Again. Oh, God. <laughs> you don't have to. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Ripper episode of the Astro Bear podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine, because I was listening back through some shows that we did months ago to cut them into clips. And I, I came to the one where, I don't know why, but I was stuck uh, in my head on the way Tim Dillon starts the show. So I almost started the show. By, I said, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the... And I stopped because I almost said the Tim Dillon show. <laughs> <laughs> I like listening to the intros because like, towards the end of it, it's just your name a bunch of times. And then I'm like, Jake, shut up. It's time. <laughs> like, Jake, 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 bus. <laughs> That's the whole idea. I need some. I need a bunch of people saying your name. So, the actual backstory, and it connects to the outro, too, those two voices saying Jake are Mike Mangini and Jordan Rudis. Oh. From, yeah, I have cameos. And then on the end of the show, I cut the audio out of the end of their cameos, where I, Jordan says, take care, and we hope to see you on the road. And then Mike Mangini screams bye. But after he screams bye, he actually talks for like 30 more seconds. Okay. Yeah. Huh. It was a really cool cameo. It was really just a drum lesson. Okay, that's interesting. I just thought it was just... I guess that makes sense that there's, like, a connection to it. Yeah, and how I have all these people saying my name. Yeah. That's, yeah. Because <laughs> I... And I listened to it, and I was like, oh, shit, they keep saying my name. Nobody says Mike's name. <laughs> so we need people to say your name. If everybody wants to send in an MP3 of them saying my name... That here. could just be creative, too, and go and find people saying the name Mike, because that's not as, uh... That's not really a rare name. No, it's super rare. Yeah, is I it? was the only Mike in the 80s. What about this? Um, I forgot you were born in the 80s. Mm-hmm. That always throws me off. 88. It's technically Still, the 90s. You're an I, 80s baby. Yeah, I, 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 and I, it sounds like you might be pretty similar. I always subscribe to the theory that you're really the, the decade you grew up in, not the decade you were born in. I don't really remember the 90s. No? Barely. Towards the end. But, like, the entire... I remember the last season Michael Jordan had, for instance. Oh, You know okay. what I'm saying? Like, I I have no idea what God, I was doing I in that, 1994. I'm not that much older than you, am I? Because I remember... No, you were born in 88, I was born in 90. You're turn. I remember turn at least... 30, you're turning 33 tomorrow? 34 tomorrow. By the way, Mike's birthday is tomorrow. My birthday is tomorrow. Happy birthday to me. Yeah. It's not even a fun number. Tweet Mike there's 34. No, there's nothing... Yeah, because... It is a weird number. It's like after realistically after 25 there's no milestones because 25 you can like rent a car (laughs) after after that it's just every five years it's just a round number or right until i get the 40 and then everyone can make fun of me until i'm 55 if i'm still alive by then if any of us i think we all have about four to seven years left yeah and then the planet's gone oh okay yeah i definitely think 
we're gonna get blown up. Is that when I get my powers and I turn into a supervillain? I hope so. I hope somebody does. Somebody wins. I'm gonna be blown up. We can have that uh, an Anakin Obi Wan moment. I'll be standing like on top of a skyscraper about to destroy the city. You're like, you're the chosen one. You are my brother. <laughs> you're supposed to bring balance, not destroy it. And then I set you on fire and go solo on the podcast. Damn. For the last six months of existence. I, yeah. Because it's still all going to be about the brand. You understand that. It is all yeah. about the brand. Right. Yeah, I'll give you weekly updates on what part <laughs> of the world I've conquered. <laughs> even though we're like sworn enemies. Yeah, even point. though we're sworn enemies, I'll still send in voicemails. <laughs> like, hey, Jake, I, uh, you know, France is mine now. It's really nice over here during France the spring. Is mine. <laughs> France is mine. We will have. Uh, the ability to do call-ins when we get the pod track. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm yeah. not 100 percent sure what that even is, so it should be fun. What do you mean? Like, I mean, you've explained it to me, but oh. I, I don't know how it f- functions. Oh, I don't really either. No, well, we're gonna find out when we get it. Yeah. Perfect. There's there was no reason for me to buy something I knew how to work. I barely know how to work a computer. <laughs> That's but, a good point. All right, this is our second consecutive show on a holiday. It is St. Patrick's yeah, Day. Yeah, it is. I always forget that because despite my Irish heritage, I don't celebrate it. Same. I'm like half Irish, I believe. I don't care about yeah. it at all. I actually had some of my students earlier today asking me why I wasn't wearing green. And I was like, well, I'm Irish, so do, do I have to? I have a red beard. That should count. You know what I mean? That's a good point. See, because somebody at work asked me why I wasn't wearing green, and I was like, well, we all wear red, so why the fuck would you be wearing green? But also... I didn't, I didn't think about it. Yeah. It's just like, I don't need to. You guys wear it in solidarity for me. Pretty sure, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. So I Googled. What did I Google? Irish funny stories. The amusing... Oh, man. Some of these are good. These should O'Malley all be... and the scuba diver. These are all going to be future band name Or uh, uh, song names. Mick and Patty visit London. Mick and Patty were walking in the con in the Covent Garden in London. It was their first week in the capital. And they were a bit naive. Lord above, Patty, this is a great city, says Mick. Oh this come on, is you gotta you gotta put on you oh, gotta do that. the accent. I don't know if I could do the oh, accent. Oh Lord above, Patty, <laughs> this is a great city. <laughs> Why is that? Mick responds to Patty. <laughs> well, to be sure, it explains Mick. Where else in the world would a complete stranger? Is Come good? up to you, make idle chat, invite you to dinner, and then offer you, offer to spend the night at your house. You want to go with that sentence, Mike? Oh, what what I, word is that? Bagora? Bagora. <laughs> what? I don't. I, I get it. I don't. And he's Bagora, bloody spatters, patty splutters. <laughs> splutters. Bagora, I think it's supposed to mean like, oh shit. Did that happen to you? And no, Mick says, but it happens to my beautiful sister all the time. It's a joke about his sister being a whore. Oh, right. I get it. It's or very O'Connor, very classy. It's very hard to read these stories. O'Connor and the Fierce Dog. Right. O'Connor was sitting in Ward's Irish Bar, Piccadilly, London, with a large Rottweiler at his feet. What an intro to a story. Piccadilly. Right. Does your dog bite? Asks Murphy. No, replies O'Connor. So Murphy pats the dog who almost rips off his arm completely. Hey, screams Murphy, you said you didn't, your dog didn't bite. That's not my dog, Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> O'Connor. 
I think these are like just regular jokes, but made Irish by putting like O'Connors and Murphys in I there. I think you're right. They're just throwing us off by putting this Irish shit in here. But I'm definitely scroll up. What was that first? What was the first name? Not oh, okay. Mick and Pat, Patty visit London. That is definitely a song. Yeah. Fun tale of O'Malley and the scuba diver. That I mean. Send me the link of this. Yeah, this is absolutely. gonna be the name of all of our songs. Irish stories. And everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, it's like an Irish themed album." We're like, "Nope, <laughs> it's just." It's a funny Irish story, so it is. So it is. <laughs> oh, this one's too long. Oh yeah, no, there's too much. It's re- only like fourteen lines, oh, but it's too long. There's two paragraphs. Yeah, exactly. Snakes in Ireland. Patrick O'Halloran. O'Halloran. Wow, man, this is Mick as fuck. Yeah. Can I say that? I think. Alright. Maybe. I already did. You're right. I mean. It's too late. (laughs) Be careful. You're going to get us kicked off Spotify no matter what you say next. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. That would be unfortunate because no one listens to us on Apple, apparently. That's a good point. So Which I, is a problem. We should probably stop pissing Spotify. Yeah, everybody, everybody who's listening on Spotify, switch over to Apple so then Jake can say something offensive to get him. Absolutely. Please do. <laughs> well, I was briefed by the White House <laughs> with all those TikTokers yeah. on, how to, on, how to, yeah, on how to discuss Ukraine. Did you read this story? No. There's a story. And it, it, it went viral. But I believe, like, so basically what happened is the White House invited a bunch of TikTokers to the White House to talk about how to cover Ukraine on TikTok to curtail the spread of misinformation online, which is really weird behavior on several different fronts. I guess they did it for COVID, too. But one of the funny parts is all the TikTokers they invited have, like, no listeners. These people, and by no listeners, I mean, like, they have half a million listeners, but they're not, like, the really popular people. They didn't have the fucking D'Amelio's there. Who? I don't know who those they're are. They're those dancing chicks. They're they're uber viral on TikTok. Okay. Yeah, like I, like I think they should have invited Logan Paul. That would have been interesting. Or the Nelk people. I only know these people because of Tim Dillon, but I'm told they're famous. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming it's because. And then I was there. Logan like films dead bodies, and they that's probably not all PR. Yeah. Well, that's all I know him for. Really. Oh. That and just being a nuisance to everywhere he lives. <laughs> I like his brother, so, you know. I don't know. He became a very good boxer, but yeah, so I was there, they were all there, and they were talking to us about Ukraine. Well, that's fun. Were they like, uh, hang on, can they I do, asked me can how I do I a Joe in. Biden? Let me see. How does he talk? He has kind of like a, no, that, see, that gets more, I, I almost want Bill Clinton. It, it, now Listen. <laughs> right. I need you to not stop spreading about Ukraine. You know what you gotta do, man. You gotta sit there and and, and when you're on your TikTok and your and TikTok you're, and you're typing on Twitter up there all with the saying and the yelling and the saying and the yelling. Of course, back in my day, we didn't have TikTok. We had cars. We drove them down to the beach and we got ice cream. Yeah, we scooped we ice just, cream. We all just hung out and we just did a tiptoe dance. You know, Jack. I don't know what you're talking. And that's why they're turning southern. <laughs> <laughs> What do you what do you what do you think it is? I'm gonna pop you on the mouth. <laughs> That's basically it. Uh, I just what is the misinformation that like Zelensky is uh, an art is actually like an Arnold clone? I don't know. I'm going to protect Ukraine. <laughs> I'm going to take the tanks and rip them in half. <laughs> oh boy, that's a really good question. Yeah, I don't know what the misinformation would be. 
unless it's like they're losing or so, they're winning. There is a lot. I don't know. There's a lot of bad. There's a lot of bad info out there on the war. Like there's a lot of things that have been perpetuated that didn't actually happen. Um, so there's that. I I don't. I doubt the White House is talking about this. Um, there's like a narrative within the media that it's going well, and it's not. Of course, it's not. Right. It's, First of all, it's go ahead. It's 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 going well in the fact that what was a, Russia thought was going to be forty eight hours is now taking like right. what two weeks. What we we're almost have? we're almost at three, I think. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, like obviously, yeah. be at three today. Yeah, it's yeah, still it's a it's a war of attrition at this point. It's a smaller country that's just constantly being bombarded by a bigger right. country who doesn't care how many casualties they have. Right. It took us three weeks to conquer Iraq, I believe. Yeah, wars are long. That's something people don't talk about at all. Like wars take years. You know what? You know this it, for a long time. It's funny. Uh, going because I know we talked about uh, it last week. They had there was a new episode of the Prom with John Stewart. And they talked. He talked about the media. It was both, like obviously he was. He kind of like you know he shit on the right wings a little bit and just how well they're able to just like, kind of make this narrative go through. Yeah. Um. But then they he also talked a lot about, um, like he used the Mueller report as an example, how like it was just non-stop. From like MSNBC, at CNN, like bombshell news, Mueller report, blah blah blah. But it's like no information was coming out. Right. It was just like rumors and innuendos and blowing it up. And then when it happened, it's just like just a big deflate. Like they're the whole time they're like he's not going to be president anymore. Right. And, you know. And then and then you get to the end and and you're like wait a minute what just what did you guys talk to me about for eighteen months or however long it was it like was. yeah it was like two years yeah it was obnoxious um that's a very well made point in general about the amount of times a news organization on either side will put the breaking news tag next to something. Mm -hmm. I mean like even when we were younger breaking news was 9-11 the Afghanistan invasion like the Unabomber right? even even the Unabomber wasn't breaking news. Now. Like in Ohio it was. Right but nationally I mean now Everything the CNN and Fox does it too. Leaves the breaking news tag up. They're like all fucking night. Mm-hmm. You should watch shit. And it's it's not just them, <laughs> but like sports media. ESPN does it all the time too. Every story is breaking news, and it's like this is just a story. Do the story. Yeah. It's fine. You're a news program. You do a news story, but it's not all breaking news. You should. I'll, I I know I mentioned last week. I'll give you my Apple Plus thing. Yes. So you, so you can check it out, but. It was interesting because they talked about, like, they had, like, a former Fox News guy on there, some dude who worked for, like, CNN. Mm-hmm. Like, he was there interviewing, like, three or four people talking about just how things run and how, like, they still go off of Nielsen ratings, which is baffling because, like, I'm pretty sure, like, I, I didn't, what I didn't know is, like, a Nielsen rating, like, at least back in the day, and it still kind of is like that. It's literally, like, you write in what you watched. Yeah, it was like a Nielsen family ratings. And yeah. Like you people were Nielsen and families. And like people, people would yeah. like pay money or you get like, you know, 17 bucks a month or something like that. And you would send in the things that you watch and they even mentioned how like the one guy, it was, it was hilarious is the, um, I can't remember the, um, 
the guy's name, but it was like this Israeli guy was saying like, oh, you know, there'd be times where like, oh, we would just write down like, oh, Seinfeld, blah, blah, blah. And John Stewart's like, just, he's like, as a Jewish person, the fact that the Israelis just wrote down Seinfeld really, <laughs> really brings, it brings a tear to my eye. <laughs> But yeah, and they and they they talk like focus on that. They mention how like they'll only run one news story at a time, and actually, and news will actually like they'll use like oh we had a dip during this story about Afghanistan, so let's not bring that up anymore. Like things like that, and how it turned from reporting actual journalists, you know, actual stories to just being more dependent on the ratings and keeping people hooked on basically yeah because the media from a business standpoint and this is horrible for it it's it's what is actually destroying the media Mm -hmm. in the country they have no incentive to report biased or unbiased news when everybody who watches msnbc is pretty much a corporatist democrat everyone who watches fox is elder white and Republican. Mm-hmm. Everyone who watches CNN yeah. is a business class. It's like Democrat. It's too late. They're all sell. They're all screaming into their own wind tunnels. Yeah. It's at this point. It's yeah. I don't. I, preaching to choirs. At this point, I don't think it's if we it, like it'll ever go back to how it used to be because everybody's tries is in their own bubble. Their I don't own, know their how their own echo chamber. Yeah. yeah. It like there's no way that it would. You would have to have everybody unanimously agree, like, yeah, what this person's saying is true. Because currently, that's not the case whenever anything is kind yeah. of, you We know. live in two or three different realities within yeah. our own country. That's You know what? Ted Lasso said it best. Yeah. It was, like, his first episode. The guy was, like, at, he's asking about all the players. And they point to the one guy, and he's like, oh, where's he from? You know, he's from, like, whatever. He's like, oh, he's from Wales. And he's like, what's Wales? He's like, where's Wales? He's like, it's part of this. He's like, how many countries are in this country? Like, <laughs> like four? And he's like, hmm, kind of like America nowadays. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it definitely is kind of true. It's weird that it is, but hey, man. We can't do about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. This has been this has been a a rough week, so it's 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 apt that we stick <laughs> that we start with like just a downer, you know? Just downers. Yeah. I could do all downers, but I don't want to. What I wanted to start out with, what I meant to open the show with, seventeen minutes ago at this point, was how was your stream? Oh, it went really well. Yeah, we had um, at least the video that's still up. There's like maybe two or three hundred two or three hundred people that were watched it either. I don't know if it counts the people that were on the stream or if it's just like views overall. Okay. Um, but yeah, it went really well. We uh, got a few. Re- we got a few requests in. It's definitely Matt wants to do it as like a um, uh, kind of a monthly recurring thing. I talked to him about um, the drums and the logistics of that. So and the the, the issue is the space because uh, since he doesn't have a lot of the gear he used to, we would have to set up in the room that he streams in. And, like, I don't know if you saw... Where do you guys set up? It's in, It's literally, like... So you're in his studio? Yes. He, okay. has, he has, like, a big green screen uh, that's covering his closet okay. that he uses. And then, like, from where we're sitting, like, I have very little room to, like, maneuver around. So we'd have to figure out, like, packing logistics as to basically how we would even be able to get all that in there. Like, we should be able to, but it's just going to take a lot of, like, like using our, our collective Tetris powers to be able to 
get us all in a room in that spot okay. comfortably with the drums and the guitar. Yeah. I'm open to it. Yeah. I'm open to doing the math. It'll be a it. lot of fun. I'd be open to starting by doing, even in a couple months, doing just one with a cajon or something. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. I, I, there are people in the in the chat. The one guy in particular was just, like, hyped about every song we were playing. His name like, was Jake Boss. Well, no, okay, yeah, I guess that's true, but... Um, <laughs> Like, we were playing Bring Me the Horizon, and this guy's oh, like, right. oh, I fucking love... And he just started talking about, like, death metal and shit, and then we got into, um... Uh, he was just like, play Coheed. I was like, Whoa. And me and Dave started playing the intro to, uh, In Keeping Secrets. Yeah, I was watching that. Yeah, he was yeah. just like, oh, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> so I would love to do that song. I, he was even telling Dave, like, mm-hmm. a Coheed song would be awesome. Yeah. Even though it's, like, nine minutes long. But that's okay. I would do it in heartbeat. It yeah. looked fun. It looked looked like you guys were having a lot of fun it was cool it was just fun to be a part of it for a few minutes fucking around in the chat with Mm -hmm. people and stuff yeah it was really nice me and rob were watching it together nice now rob thinks rob says you sound like garfunkel what (laughs) (laughs) but it was he meant it as a compliment okay i mean i am not educated enough to know neither am i i can't really think of like what his voice sounds like i've heard i've heard people say that i sound like the dude from bayside and um i could see that i guess a like it's it's like a like a cocktail like that a slight patrick stump and um i get that oh what's the other one i hear a lot mostly those two oh no not not bright eyes not bright eyes i got petals little ones right (laughs) (laughs) well but yeah other than that was like i would like i mean I had a lot of fun. I definitely would love to to do it again. Um, I just want to play like shows again, you know. I got like playing those are. It's like a very low risk kind of feel because it's even though there's you know forty fifty people watching, I don't fucking see them. So it doesn't. I don't. Yeah. I don't like act like I act like it's just like us in a room just playing We're a bunch around. of yeah, yeah playing a bunch of songs and that's that is very like it's very stress free which I appreciate. Okay. But yeah, I, I watching it. I was like, hell yeah, I would do this. I would Ooh. do this, you know, acoustically. Mm-hmm. Some bongos and some Cajun shit like that. It'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. So we should arrange for that. Yeah, I'll talk to him to figure out when, because I'm assuming it'd be sometime in April mm-hmm. uh, when he wants us back over there. So we'll get that all figured out. Yeah. And then I did mention how we wanted him on the podcast. He shouted. I we were. I was listening. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, this, I think this was prior because I was telling, kind of, okay. we went to dinner afterwards and I was kind of filling nice. in everything. I was like, yeah, well, like, when we get the song together, we want to be able to, like, debut it on your stream and then do, like, maybe a collab where you come on ours or we go on yours and just talk for, you know, an hour or so. Just talk shit. Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, especially from that stream side, the streaming aspect, I'm very interested in that, but I, I'm so inept and none of it makes any sense. Like, the fact that I can get this going is very impressive because I barely understand what I'm doing when it comes to this recording stuff. Same with, with mixing it. And yeah. I am stunned. And I kind of knew your background in it. We had talked about mm-hmm. it. I'm stunned we've gotten this far. But yeah, but you we could need e- help drastically. Yeah, but you could even tell. Like, when, <laughs> like, like when we, got, we switched it over and that new program was put on here, I'm like, why the fuck isn't this working? Like, one thing that doesn't go wrong, I'm like, well, this is the end. <laughs> yeah, it's the end of the show. Yeah. It's the end of the, it's the, end of the, it's the, end of the planet anyway. That's I true. encourage everyone to open a new credit card because you're not going to have to pay it back anyway. <laughs> go nuts. You're going to be blown up. 
<laughs> You're gonna get blown up. You're gonna get blown by up. me. I've been freaking out about nuclear war for like three weeks. Really? Yeah. I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think it's gonna happen, but there's a better chance of it happening today than there was three and a half weeks ago. Yeah. Which that in itself just makes <clears throat> me feel irrationally uncomfortable. I think realistically, I know my fears are rational. For the well, record. no, I mean, I. But it makes good jokes. I've rationalized this thought in my head before too, because okay. we're in the Midwest, so the only thing that we, we would. <laughs> The only thing we would have to worry about is the ozone layer literally catching fire. Like, that would be dunzo. We would look cool. Last cool thing before, that we ever see. Uh, but just, it's the same thing with, like, you ever seen um, 2112? Like, those disaster movies? For whatever reason, like, the Midwest is always fine. Because we're right smack dab in the middle. All of the other coast states get swallowed up by the ocean. And the Midwest, it's like, hey, yeah, everyone makes fun of us for being farmers, but look who's still alive, assholes. <laughs> uh, George Carlin does a really great bit where he goes on like this nine-minute rant about a fire starting in uh, Southern California and ripping it through the uh, through the entire country. Hmm. It's really good. And he just keeps going. He keeps screaming, and Canada burns down, and nobody notices. Nobody and he knows. keeps going, and they're like... <laughs> Like the fire crosses the plains of the Midwest, cooking up wheat and burning cows, creating, well, hamburgers, actually. <laughs> and then the fire turns to New York, where the population of New York stands up and screams, Go fuck yourself! Go fuck yourself! And it's it's a really good bit. There's this there's this, uh, this wrestler who's part of this, um, this tag team called 2.0, although they did change their names. To 3.0. No, oh, no. 2.1. It's so, it's stupid. It's not, it's purposely stupid. Like, 2.1 would be purposely, purposely stupid. Let me see if I can, no, let me, I'll, I'll, let me see if I can find, like, I, cause the names are, themselves are just so funny. But the one guy in particular, he's like a, um, he, ha he, I don't know if he is from New York, but he has just like the thickest accent in the world when he talks and it is honestly it's just it's so funny where are the ad reads the what i wrote fake ads again oh look logan paul probably joining wwe creative see he's he has a match against or he has a tag match on uh um oh my god wrestlemania this year for whatever logan paul for whatever logan paul by the way is also not a bad boxer he got pretty good too not nearly as good as his brother, but I give him credit. I don't. I just don't like the culture that those people have spawned. That's fair. Like for the longest time, when especially like, well, let's use YouTube as like a bubble. Okay. For the longest time, it started in about 2010. I think it may be a little bit earlier than that. Okay. But like you were like, like people like shit there all the over you. <laughs> there, there you go. But yeah, people Thank like God we kept that fan on. I hope we it. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> people like shit all over. Um, I I just totally lost my train of thought. We were talking about uh, those kind of like the Paul brothers, those kind of people. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Back in the day, like if you were like sponsored or you had like advertisements in your videos and stuff like that, people would be like, "You're a sellout." Like, like you've you've lost your way. You are no longer doing it because you enjoy this. You're doing it for money. Now, the game is be rich or act like you're rich. And people flock to it. That's And I, I think they are a very big factor in that. And it's very, very upsetting because, like, I would say 
point oh five of those people will actually be able to like have that money to throw and shit all over everything. Oh, these YouTubers are gonna go broke. Oh, one hundred. Yeah, but I, it's fun. Everyone's gonna be yeah. in porn in twenty years. Absolutely. I've, I've, that's, Including that's us. That's the end game. And I would like to say really quickly, we're not gonna be around in twenty years. But not do not it. let anything Mike said deter any sponsor from giving us money. We will sell out for a very cheap cost. No, that's the point. Yeah, nowadays, <laughs> nowadays, that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah, we need money so we can take pictures right. by Bentleys. Absolutely. And talk about how much more money than we actually have. We should do a photo shoot with like, God, we gotta find somebody with a with a with an old car. Wait, what? We gotta find somebody with like a 1997 uh, Grand Prix. Yeah. Just something ridiculous, and we're dressed like uh, Biggie and Tupac. <laughs> and that's the that's Biggie the, the wrestler? Biggie? No, the rapper. Who's Biggie? You the, mean Easy E? No, Biggie. Oh, Biggie. Yeah. I, I did you my hyphenate the Biggie? Yeah, because I that's understand. a wrestler like Big E. Okay. He was probably not going to wrestle ever again, unfortunately. Why? Uh, Neither is Biggie. So. <laughs> well, no. He he uh he uh there was a botched move on SmackDown and he broke his neck. Jesus. And yeah, that's just the current. He doesn't need surgery, but the rumor is, is like he's not going to be able to wrestle at all. Uh, Granted, that has been said to numerous amounts of people, and somehow they've gone through the therapy to get back to it. Like from Dan, a broken neck, that's broken, pretty impressive. Uh, Stone Cold. He he. Yeah. Uh, Owen Hart broke his neck in '98. He worked with it for like 18 months. Mm-hmm. Took an entire year off. And then, Came like, it back. definitely shortened his career. Well, something else shortened Owen Hart's career. Well, I'm talking about Austin, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, Austin's career was shortened because of that. You know why Owen Hart was up there in the catwalk? He liked to drop in on his fans. <laughs> oh, no. No. Stop. <laughs> You know, I did. I found interesting. You look so disappointed. I was because that. that was that was tragic. <laughs> I I did find it interesting. I forgot what I was talking about or what I was watching, but they mentioned that and how like that one botched pile driver changed the trajectory of both of those people drastically. Like mm-hmm. to be like without sounding morbid, like mm-hmm. if Owen didn't break Austin's neck. He might have been alive today because the reason he was doing all that shit was because he was basically relegated to the mid card, like the lower tiered guys, the rest of his career because of that, which is why he got that gimmick, which is why he ended up going, you know, the zip lining in and whatnot. Okay. So, yeah, it's like, I've, it's very, and obviously Austin definitely made out a little bit better. I was going to say. But, um. Definitely made out better long <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, oh, did I find that? I don't know. There, there you go. Is. By the way, that's a stupid name from Bad Creative, and you'll never hear it again. We don't use made-up names in the Jericho Appreciation Society. <laughs> we use our real names. Daniel Garcia, Jake Hager, Chris Jericho. And now these two men are going to use their new names, real names, from now on. Daddy Magic Matt Menard <laughs> and Cool Hand Ange Angelo Parker. That looks like a group of Italian people going to get pizza in listen, Brooklyn. Listen Those are great names. I know. Daddy Magic Hands. That's my favorite one. Just listen to this guy talk. Yeah. Listen to this guy talk. This is the Daddy Magic Hands. Oh, Daddy the Magic York- Hands. He's the New Yorker I was talking about. You guys love that song, don't you? 
Don't ya? <laughs> So Who looks like See, Dave Mustaine now? I know. It, I it's it's uh, okay. So we were watching that. That was that aired yesterday. Okay. And I mean, me and Basham were watching it, and that when that segment came on, and like Jericho is supposed to be a bad guy now, and everybody is like cheering him. His music entrance, like, is one of his songs. So like. Everyone fucking sings it because he's in a he's in like a Fozzy. Yeah, still yeah. Um, Mike Portnoy is a huge fan of them. That's actually I knew Chris Jericho as a wrestler as a kid, and then he like I don't disappeared or I stopped watching wrestling, mm-hmm. and then like twelve years later, Mike Portnoy was doing this like it was a Dream Theater documentary, and Mike Portnoy was hanging out with Chris Jericho. Nice. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, they're like really good friends. His podcast is you should check out the Talk Is Jericho podcast because he does like he'll interview like he'll interview wrestlers, but then he'll interview like rock legends. Okay, like, he'll go into like because it's kind of like the split between the two things that he. He liked. interviewed us. He'd have both. That's true. Right. Um. So, people are singing his song. Everybody cheers every word that comes out of his mouth, even if he's just like bashing on people and shit. Right. And I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm talking to Bash. I'm like, how the fuck. Are they gonna make him a bad guy? No one's gonna, no one's gonna boo him. It's like, gonna, like it, slap a Ukrainian in the face. Not, no. It's at, at wrestling for wrestling fans. It probably is worse. Probably, yeah, okay? you're probably right. <laughs> so he goes on this, he goes on this tangent and says that he's oh, like, no. we're better than everybody here because everyone in the back are a bunch of pro wrestlers. And he's like, pro wrestlers don't become legends. Pro wrestlers don't become millionaires. And I become, I'm a legend and a millionaire twice over. Not because I'm a pro wrestler, but because I'm a sports entertainer. Now, that word is a dirty word for wrestling They don't fans. like being called entertainers, That's right? what WWE started calling their stars. They're not... No one in WWE is a wrestler anymore. They are sports entertainers. Like, the... the um, the lawsuit that happened against WWE mm-hmm. for them, like, not insuring their wrestlers and all of this other, like, drug policy stuff, they got out of it because they are not, they're not athletes. They're sports entertainers. That is and insane. The crowd turned so fast. Really? So fast. It, I, I, I'll go ahead he and... He knew it, yeah. Oh, bring it up. And you, it up. you see the look on his face. It was fucking brilliant. Like... He was, and he, I just, I couldn't believe it. Like, right as he said that, me and Bash were just like, well, that's how you do it right there. Oh, man. To be alive. Here, where is it? Where is it? Seriously, that looks like. Send me the link to this so I can link in the show. Oh, he knew it. And a pro wrestler has never they knew been it too. Yeah, you can hear the a murmuring.
sports entertainer. Mm-hmm. He's got that smirk on his face. Like Where a, he's like, yeah. it works. It's like Dave Mustaine and four Italians going to a coffee shop in now, Long Island. Now, to put that in perspective, granted, time has passed. Um, for Stone Cold to get turned heel, he had to pummel Lita. Remember, like, Lita from the Hardy right. but Pummel her with a chair for about three or four minutes. And it was it was nonstop, too. Like, the fans were cheering at the beginning, and then they stopped cheering. And then it just got worse, and then they started booing. That's like, why this fan base beats their wives. Good heavens. All he had to say was, I'm a sports entertainer. And the whole AEW crowd's like, let's fuck this guy. And Stone Cold doing that to lead it, was it like 20, 25 years ago-ish? Something like Mid-90s, that. Mid-90s, let's yeah. say it. So what... what that's changed the fan base. That's crazy. Now that is kind of cool. I'm it, correct me if I'm wrong. It seems to me that if he did that bit at a WWE event, he would not have gotten the same reaction. I just it, it no. seems like AEW fans are smart wrestling fans. Well, that's 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 the big thing, and, and uh, is they they do a lot of like they're very insider, like yeah. they're very like wink wink nudge nudge because they understand that it's like, <clears throat> I mean. Kayfe died like in the '90s because of Vince, but like everyone still has that like uh, 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 suspension of disbelief when they're watching it. Yeah. But at the same time, like everyone knows what's going on. Like there are even little jokes. Like um, recently, the EVP Cody Rhodes mm-hmm. left AEW, which is and everyone is saying that he's going to be going to WWE, which is this like huge thing. And so like in storyline. That shouldn't be brought up because it has nothing to do with the story. But AEW everybody, story, met, everybody right? slowly like will not you know wink at it like oh what happened to Cody you know kind of <laughs> kind of thing. So, um, yeah, man. Thanks to the I think I don't know who ruined it more. Was it Vince or the curtain call? Probably Vince. Because Vince had to do it had to testify in front of Congress and say that. But the curtain call. Was like a bla- like that was. What was the curtain call? That was um, when uh, uh, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, who Scott Hall recently passed away, and I was very sad about it. Like Monday, like Monday. I, I, oh yeah. Okay. Like within the past couple days. Holy shit! Because it was okay. like Kevin Nash put up something that I guess he had hips. He had hip surgery or hip replacement or something, and there were complications. He ended up having three heart attacks. And that, that those would be complications. Yeah, and you'd call. they were like, yeah. they're like, he's on life support. They're waiting for his family to come in. That's and another then, complication. And then Holy they're taking shit. him off life support. What? The yeah, fuck? it was fucking. It was wild. Like, and that was also the same day that William Hurt passed away, which came out of nowhere because he doesn't look that old. What mm-hmm. did he end up dying for? From? Uh, he had, I think, he had cancer of sorts. Oh, did he? William Hurt definitely looked old. I mean, General Ross. If, even if you look at him from like uh, Civil War to his appearance in uh, Black Widow. Like, he definitely looked like he was aged a bit. Um, but yeah, the curtain call. So it was like... Uh, he was 72. Okay. Um, the curtain call is... Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, that's when they were jumping over to the WCW and the whole, like, NWO thing was about to spark up. But, like, him... Those two, Triple H and Shawn Michaels, are all, like, best friends. And so during a house show... Oh, God. Oh, I don't want to read that. That's sad. 
Fucking, ugh. William Hurt's final days were spent in excruciating pain as he... You gotta read to the audience, friend. Ex- well, oh, God. <laughs> There's so many flashing lights on this stupid... Sp- oh, fuck the Daily Mail. In excruciating pain as he refused to take pain-killing opiates and break his decades-long sobriety until his last week. I don't know if I believe in any of this. Yeah, no. Yeah. I don't believe... Honestly, I don't believe news sites anymore. Or any... Realistically, anything. I Every time I, like, open up a Google search and it's like, oh, look at this cool article that, that popped up. I'll read it and I'm like, this is nothing. This isn't even... This is words put on a page to fill space for advertising. Something like that was. You saw the seven different ads popping yeah. up. Yeah. So what do you? Where do you go for your news? Do you go for your news? Well, no. A lot of it is. A lot of it is just uh, collection, collective, uh, critical thinking. Okay. Like I get news from everywhere, and there's always the story is somewhere in the middle. And you try to find that. Yeah. Okay. So there's always like a common denominator with most things. So you might like breaking points. It's a podcast I listen to that I get a lot of my news from. Interesting. Yeah, it's um, a pretty left-leaning populist and a right-leaning populist. And they do the news pretty well, honestly. And they have their faults, too. I have my complaints about them. Yeah. But I listen to their... They have a podcast that comes out three times a week. And then they do a mini show on the weekend. I listen to it every day. Okay. It's where I learned this shit. But yeah, it's, it's very... Even keeled. All right, I'll have to check that out. Even keeled in that they they hate everyone, they hate both sides really, and they kind of t- a lot of the things I say are things they actually say on their show. I gotcha. But, um, yeah. Oh, um, except for dick jokes, they don't make dick jokes. Yes. I wanted to play. I guess over here. Did I play you this thing? Wait. Oh yeah. Didn't it erase? I started writing that that um that one song. Oh, there we go. I play you this. I start. I'm, I'm working on it more. Stop. It yeah. sounds familiar. Was this the one we played on the show last week? Yeah. Okay. I just added the drums to it <clears throat> to like show where I'm actually going with it. Yeah. I fucked that up. What's that app you use? They keep piano. Is that just? Oh, I got ideas. Yeah. I got ideas. And then, like I said, the, 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 the fucking thing, like, just stopped recording, so I wasn't able to actually get most of, like... I can't. It's so it's hard really to... It's really bluesy. Yeah. yeah. And then the, the keyboard was going to be in the background while I have, like, a very, like, blues kind of guitar playing in the background. I, I dig it. I think that, that drum beat is going to be pretty much going the whole time too okay i have a couple ideas to spice it up a yeah. tad bit god i want to go play the drums i think i said this the last <laughs> week did. and i wasn't able you to. didn't you didn't say it on air but i definitely okay. had my mr burns mem- moment yeah. When I was like, Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Speak- i still feel it go ahead speaking of you said that you got um these are you pulled up some videos for us so in an effort to continue to play music on the show until we actually get our music um I've been looking through a lot of uh, our files. I have every Snow Leopard show on my drive. I have every cover show we've ever done together on my drive. And this particular one was actually the last time we were on stage together because it was like December of 2019. Yes. And we did two Coheed songs and 
uh, Jimmy World song, and in what was the other song? We did two Coheeds, Jimmy World's Incubus. And, yes. Yeah. And we will just let this run until it no longer runs. You're right. It's this is gonna spike every time the drums hit. That's fine. Yeah, our buddy, our buddy John Wilson uh, did vocals for this one. If I could, like, crush it. Terry Polani was playing bass, who's been my bass player my whole life, with the exception of the time Mike was my bass player. And then we had uh, Frank on, um, Frank on uh, the other guitar. This is This was, like, a very, like, super band almost. And the way we played was also nasty. Yeah. I just remember the guys up in front, like that first like lick. They're yeah. like, yeah. So I think we, I was talking last week about watching people react to me playing the drums. There were four people, and you can't really see them on the camera, but there are four people in the corner who I was like playing with the whole time. I love John's voice. Yes, I want him to be on. Um, uh, I uh, just fucked up. That's probably the only time I fucked up this yeah. show. Because uh, I have hate in my eyes. Look at him. He's got hate in his eyes. He's, <laughs> he's so mad that he goes off. This might have been my best show ever. Go ahead, because uh, I agree with what you're about to say. Yeah, the, no, I want the 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 five-minute song, which I'm now going to refer to as one of these um, uh, these Irish naming things. Uh, I want him. I want him to do help me do vocals on it. Because I, I think I told you, there's a lot of like a lot of the songs that we're doing. I want to, um, I want to like have like people that we know be on it and right. like do like a feature almost. What is the Irish in space? The Irish in space. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to hang on. So, <laughs> this is, sorry, podcast listeners. i got to write this down. <laughs> they'll listen to the song. The mu- they'll listen to the video anyway. I can't wait to hear how poorly I screwed up those solos. Or no, either I did it or Frank did. One of you guys played the other solo. I don't know who it was. I do know. Oh, I could tell you because I was using this... This is how good I used to be. Um, when Frank plays his solo, I'm leading with my right hand, and when you play your solos, I'm leading with my left hand. Oh, nice. Yeah. I go to different a different sounding crash to give it a little different feel. This is this setup is so drastic from what you have now too. Yeah, but that body shape's also drastic. I'm like just because I'm tubbier. And I'm not in shape there, so I'm nar- very narrow. Well, no, because you always talked about how um, you kind of uh, you widened out your set. Like, even I mean, size how, how big or small you were there aside does have a difference. Even if this was together now, you would still be cramped. Even if you're not like with less less weight, you know. It's not. It's not this. It's this. Oh no, that's what I mean. Like now, yeah. <laughs> to those, to to those uh, not uh, the audible listeners, I rubbed my hips and then shook my hands. 
But my, uh, yeah, see, I pointed to the wrong person because I thought they were playing. But what I mean is, like, my my back and my arms are stronger and they're more loose. So I can play wider now. Whereas before, it was, like, my posture was terrible, so I was always slanted down and squeezed in. Like, squeezing in on my chest almost. So I was always in like this. Now that there's more muscle in my shoulders and my back to support it, I'm more comfortable hanging up here, which is why I'm so much wider. Because my setup isn't crazy difficult. Like, I could still go play the open-handed kind of like the high school quad marching band drums. I think I have a right on both sides, a hi-hat on both sides still. Ooh. I'm glad your drums are covering up how bad this solo is. I, you know what I need to do? Start practicing in low light. That's a good idea. Ooh. I can help with that. Well, I'm not playing anything. <laughs> I wanted this to work. Oh no. There's Jake just going ham. Ooh, I like this a lot. So the podcast listeners, Jake turned off the lights to make it all sexy, and now he's got these ropes going. Oh yeah, I forgot we cut it off. You know what? Break. You know what's so cool is we never practiced this once. Yeah. This outro. I don't know how we did. It. I don't know why we sent John off the stage. Because I don't know either. I know he wasn't singing in uh, 10 speed, which he probably should have. That's what I mean. Like, we, he should have just stayed. I don't think he learned it. Ooh. Good transition there, we guys. G- we gave each other a look. And I'm telling Rob that we, we got the transition. in the way the blood That was disgusting. This is like one of my... This, this song became my favorite Coheed song because of us playing it. Yeah. It's so much fun to play and so, like, groovy. And so, how it, for whatever reason, this sounds better than Welcome Home, which we played, like, a billion times. Yeah. I think we were warming up during Welcome Home. That was stupid. I think the one the one thing I was disappointed about at the show is us not being able to do Knights of Sidonia. I really want to hear us play that. I tried so hard. Do you have that a copy of that? Because I tried. I, I practiced that trumpet part a lot just to make sure I get that down, and we didn't even get to use it. The sound guy was that idiot that we had dealt with for a really long time at other shows too. Oh yeah, and, I don't uh, like that guy. I didn't like that guy at all. He put a stupid ass uh, effect on my snare at one of the Kohe, uh one of the Kohe shows, one of the Snow Leopard shows we played in Crest Hill. It's on the video. Your snare sounds different now, and I like it. I'm trying to do different things. I like this. This this has a very like marching snare sound almost to it. Yeah, it's more. It's like Chad Sexton, but deep, very, which is weird. Yeah. Good shit. I love this song. There was a while, and, and I almost, part of me misses it, but I'm way more happy I'm playing the drums. Um, 
But when I wasn't for a while and I wasn't thinking about it, I would be able to watch this and be like, damn. I love your reactions now. Like, you're, like your face is like, oh, I did that? Oh. That's how I feel. <laughs> like, I feel discon... Especially because I kind of, like, I don't have that ridiculous goatee. Oh, uh, dude, I miss I, that goatee. Do you? Yeah. Sometimes I hate it, sometimes I love it. I, I'm in way better shape, so it's like looking at somebody else playing the drums. Who's wearing your clothes? Yeah. Bum, 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 pop. Like, hey, that's my Ohio shirt. <laughs> right. It's fucking... <laughs> Where do I have it? <laughs> I think it's in the garage. <coughs> trying to remember what else we played on this. Believer, you leave out, We're just like sitting in silence watching <laughs> us play. Is this is this narcissistic? Yeah, who cares? Oh yeah, I guess it's true. <laughs> I'm doing the podcast for myself. I don't care. Oh, yeah, I got that <laughs> We should definitely do There are music settings on this too. Ooh. Oh my god, I'm gonna have a fucking seizure. So am I. Jesus. <laughs> it's we should do up everything. <laughs> Um, we should next next episode. Uh-huh. You don't have a cajon, do you? I don't. I have to get one. Maybe we could just like do like a hand drums on this on like a snare yeah, and on uh, my booty. Yeah. Do you have a? Um, I could bring a drum in and use it as a hand drum. Yeah, yeah. that'd be that'd be fun. If we do an acoustic song. Do do like last call or something acoustically. That's a good idea. <clears throat> I wouldn't mind playing a song on here. Like at some at like certain points, yeah. I don't know if people would actually enjoy that, but it's up to they. It's up to them. Back now, analytically from the drummer, um, this is the point of the show where this drummer realized that he kind of had it that night. He had his <laughs> he had his fastball, and he said, "Fuck it." He said, "Fuck it." We're going for it. made this a lot dark darker heavier too it's just i don't know it sounds kind of heavy we should um it gets really proggy in the middle i believe yeah yeah we should uh do um or find a good version of uh last call that we played with snow leopard to play on the podcast i already have it ready oh look at this guy (laughs) That's why. That's how we were gonna close the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. man, I don't even. This will be out of the background. I, uh, I don't know. What should I do for my birthday? What should you do? For, do you don't have any plans? Not really. Really? Yeah, like, uh, I might be seeing Tess, Tess tomorrow at some point. Okay. Um, uh, me and Colleen are grabbing breakfast in the morning. Very good. Where do you get one for breakfast? I, yeah, I've never been to, um, 
What's that? It's that breakfast place that's right next to Lincoln Way Central on Route 30. I know what you're talking about. It's so good. Yeah. It's so. It's one of those places where like they charge like way under criminally under what they should be considering how much fucking food you get there. Okay. Which is my favorite spot where it's just like stuff yourself. You know. Those are <laughs> the kind of breakfasts I like. Give me as much food as I can muster. That, that's one of those places that's like open at four in the morning for the truckers. So yeah. it's like go ahead and feed your gullet. This is all you're gonna get for the entire right. day. Eat four thousand calories right yeah. here. But, yeah, Ted's supposed to be coming to town. I might be seeing her tomorrow night. I know we're great. We're going to the Kumas in um, Schaumburg tomorrow. Okay. You ever the Kumas? I love Kumas. It's the best. It's so good. I love their Led Zeppelin. Mastodon was my Mastodon favorite. Mastodon is also really yeah. good, too. Uh, when BSH recorded our last album, we did it at a studio that was down the street from the Kumas downtown. So, all three days, we had Kumas catered. In. Okay. Yeah. I had three Mastodon burgers that weekend. That was a good performance weekend. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, they. Um, for those who haven't been, definitely check out Kumas. There's two locations in Chicago and then one in Schaumburg, but it's like it's like a it's like a burger joint, and but it's a metal themed burger joint. So like everything is very much like like they said like the Mast. I think the Mastodon is that the one with that has pulled pork or is that the Zeppelin? I don't know if it has pulled pork. It just is like onion rings of barbecue sauce. Maybe I that I, I think, think the it, Zeppelin has. The Zeppelin pork. has the pull. Yeah, it's so good. So tell them bug oh sent you. I'm so fucking hungry right now. I am too. Uh, I'm sh- I meant to grab something on the way over, but like my day has just been nothing but me driving Bro, and going stop places. We got food. This is not that important. I know. It's all well, in my head. It's like it is because it's like all right, we do the podcast and then Mike can just play Skyrim for like <laughs> three hours or so before he passes out. Turn that down just a smidge. Maybe. Um. Do you want to switch over to? You want to play that last call? I wouldn't mind seeing that. What's this actually? Uh, this was the Incubus song. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah. For Megalomania. Yeah, I will switch over after this. I but... do love this song. And we did it ridiculously good. This was the best we ever played it. Cause I really didn't like it when we were rehearsing. And then for whatever reason, I came up with this weird Tom groove and... I like this. I don't think I remember this part at all. Straight into Mike Portnoy's book on this song the whole time. I hear you on the radio Burning in my screen It's some kind of I do love this song. It's a good song. It's such a it made good... me miss Incubus. I'm gonna crank the shit out of this when I go home tonight. I'm pretty nice. That's my favorite symbol. That's my most favorite symbol in the whole wide world. That 18-inch Sabian china. <laughs> if I had to have one symbol, <laughs> you're stuck on a desert. You're stuck on a desert island. You only get one symbol. 
That's nasty. I'm a European jazz. That Phil makes me smile. I look back at Rob and tell him What? I must have missed that. So there's these cool parts in the song. When I look at the camera... I'm looking at Rob to acknowledge that I did something really cool. But that's only... Like, if Rob's not there, I will look to the side as if I have a drum tech to tell him, Hey, that was really fucking cool. And I know it. <laughs> There are some Snow Leopard uh, camera shots when it's where it's just drums, and so you can see my face, and you'll see me finish, and I'll look at the camera and go, that was really fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> you did a good job, future Jake. <laughs> I was so bad at this part until the live show. I mean, it sounds really good. Oh, it gets pretty. Like, it's so fucking good. I don't remember this be sounding as good as it does. Same. I, I could have sworn it was like, uh, this was like not a good one. Same. And it turned out it might be it might have been the best one. Just gotta we gotta hear how that build up works, that's all. Okay, I agree. Let's do this next time. Nice. Good shit, man. We're so good. People should listen to us. <laughs> yeah. But I come away with that reaction after being away from it for a while, being like, man, we really, like, if you can zo- if you can somehow zoom out object- objectively. Sorry. That's all right. Go off my eyes. It's getting so vibey in here. <laughs> and now the show's going to suck. Yeah, right. But um, if you could zoom out and just watch yourself play and do your absolute best to analyze it objectively you're like man like yeah he made me a mistake there he missed a symbol there that's you know that's not entirely good posture maybe you got to work on your sticking a little but like god damn did you ever think you were gonna play like that did you ever think you were gonna play like that that's why i actually have a hard time going to shows anymore that i'm not playing on same because it gets it goes it's like 85 percent of the time I'm just analyzing and critiquing the band and how they're they're going. Like not even, like I'm enjoying it, but it's mostly like I'm there to study. And then the latter half hour, I'm like, why the fuck am I not doing this? Because I look at half the bands that I've seen live, and I know that I've played better live than what I'm witnessing right now. So it's like, well, what the shit, man? Like, come on. Absolutely. Nothing to see here. Yeah, nothing to see here. Oh. 
Um, so yeah, why don't you want to? We can play some of that last call. Absolutely. Give a little tester. There's, I do. There's one of these videos, one of these shows where for some reason, and it makes me laugh. It makes me smile. Like it was one of those. God, I miss him so much. Things where. We know we're gonna play Last Call, but for some reason, Paul go- Paul looks around and goes, "What if we played Last Call now?" <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, you need like the song that implies that it's the end. We should do it now. <laughs> so good. So that song was always tricky because it's like it is a good opener and a good closer. And then we ended up not opening or closing with it. We would put it like second to last, and we yeah. close with lullaby. So I have it from depth. I have it from everywhere. Okay, I could play it when we played it now four years ago on St. Patrick's Day. This is go ahead. Was that the one where everyone got drunk? No, that was that was no. It's not the one you wanted to kill. That was a four twenty show where you almost choked the entire band. What well, that was the one I think. I think I had a yeah. If, if that was four years ago, that was my surprise birthday was thrown after that. Day. That wasn't a surprise because everyone's like cause, right because we were all talking about going to was, a surprise party. Yeah, it was just like, hey, what are you doing after the show? <laughs> you should go to this this place. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, where was this? Oh yeah, this is at um, what's that place called? Should we just play? Oh shit, I'm going the wrong way. Demas. It's an Irish bar, and we played a... Come on. Oh, that's confusing. You have to go right to get it to the yeah, left monitor. Yeah, my screens are fucked up, and I can't communicate with it to let the laptop <laughs> be the primary screen. So the secondary screen is actually the primary screen. All right, then. Yeah. Um, so this was a St. Patrick's Day show, 2018. This was my second gig with the band. Third gig okay. with the band. Um, we played that weird show in DeKalb. And then we played at the Den. This was the first show also I had gotten back from Colorado like two days before and we hadn't practiced in ten days. Ah. Yeah. I think every show we're just going to play a different version of Last Call. (laughs) Which one is better? Right. So without further ado. Oh, goodness. I'm coming. Grainy as fuck for some reason. It's alright. But right. You sound real good. I try. My my least favorite thing ever is to hear a band and then see them live and they suck. So like that's why I would have like a lot of practices with older bands with just working on playing live. This is one of my favorite songs. This is one of my favorites, yeah. yeah. Like Oh, those harmonies. So Me and Paul used to sing this to each other. Yeah. (laughs) 
I fucking, I'm not gonna lie, man. I miss this band a lot. I do too. It was so much fun, and it was like, I think, like you, you mentioned before, it's like that, it's like that, the first time you were like, oh, I can just like enjoy what I'm doing instead of like hyper focusing on Kill making it sound, about yeah. It. yeah. Especially like, just like, I always, I always shit on it because it was like, oh, you know, bass pop punk is super boring, yeah. but like, it's just a lot of fun. Do, playing this kind of music is just, the energy is great. The energy is great. The show, the live shows are fun. <laughs> right, and we still do intricate thing. I'm mean, shit. Play Evil Within, like. Well, it's a little flat there. A little flat there, Mike. Frank, always, always, cool hand Frank. Cool hand Frank. <laughs> cool hand Frank. Over. He's gotta have more fun on stage. Yeah, he's not. He's not jumping around at all. I think I came up with that fill on stage there. Nice. I had never done it before. This is so like Mayday Parade. I love it. Yeah. And honestly, like we're out like, here masturbating over a song you yeah, wrote. Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> I love it. Is this narcissistic? No, fuck them. <laughs> I just, I, I love me and Paul's harmonies. They, I surprise. They, our voices worked really well together, which is nice. Yeah, I loved your voices together. Oh god. Ah, oh, that note. That's why I wanted to bring this down a full step. Okay. <laughs> this song is hard to sing. Somebody has to squeeze you at this part. Yeah, it's tough. It's definitely like Mayday, right? Yeah. That's right. I'm okay with being Jason Lancaster. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> I love Mayday Parade. Yeah. There's no hate here. screams God. that was a bouncing room too that was never played to crowds so big really yeah consistently who actually were into us gotcha like we played big crowds in bsh but it was clearly like a this is a niche thing going on up there yeah but us again back to the being able to have fun enjoying it i've only had one moment like that was that was a bumping one. I think the most fun I've ever had where that was like I had my, you know, the used Bertha singing okay. moment was um, uh, back never. Do you remember? Have you ever played the Lighthouse? Yeah. Uh, we played a show there, and it was like sold out. Like I like there was it was at capacity, which was very surprising, okay. and it was just like everybody. It, that was like it was a very at that time. I think it was like. That particular show was like all of the best local bands from that particular area were playing oh, on that that's show. Sick. And so yeah, and so it was just the kids were fucking loving it. And there was this one part in um um actually, you know what? Let me see if I can find it. Oh no. Sarah has a wicked cold. <laughs> it's my sister. 
So I'm guessing we're not having cake at my parents' tomorrow. <laughs> Damn it. I know. Let me see if I can... I'm pretty sure I have... Well, you're doing that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to log on to Instagram and start making posts about Snow Leopard. Yeah? Yeah. And we're just going to keep talking shit. We're just going to keep talking shit. Right. Um, here we go. I think we could get Paul back in. Oh, 100%. Uh, uh, Kevin lives. Kevin lives in Indiana now. Yeah, doesn't, doesn't he? he work for Sweetwater? Yeah, I know he yeah. got a job there, but I'm pretty sure him and him and Kinsey moved. I know out they there. moved, so it looks like yeah. Yeah, I feel like the only person that would be like kind of difficult to uh, convince would be maybe Frank. I thought Kevin would be harder. Well, Ke- I feel like Kevin would be harder only because he lives in Indiana, and he doesn't so like that- me. Oh, <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't know. I I always assumed he didn't. But this is this part, like having um. Oh my god! Like like playing this part at the end of the song and seeing people like I can see it sing with us. I was like, yeah. Oh my god, this is so awesome. This is also um the part two of that song i was telling you i about. noticed the yeah, name yeah yeah and then the, the melody at the end is woad which is what more people were like kind of singing okay um that's not a woad. this part that's like the uh the melody that's kind of overlapping well, yeah, in, in the newer song, it's going to end with this melody, oh. the guitar playing, but then the woes are going to be over it as well. Okay. Shit. I like yeah. it. I fucking love it. Dude. And then breakdowns. Oh, this is the... There it is. I actually really like this how this breakdown turned out. Oh. So this is the chorus. My my patented Mike Ream metal chorus have to have a chorus in there. Yeah, but your choruses are great. It's okay to have a signature chorus when the chorus kicks True. out. Yeah, dude, I'm so psyched to do some lo- girdle lows in some of these songs. Can you do them? Yeah. Okay. That's I. I don't know how to high scream. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I, I, all of it, it's all outward. It, <laughs> none of it, like I'm I can do to it, like, squeal it yeah, like the, uh, like the like, <laughs> like none of that nuts. But like, <laughs> there's uh that song. I think I, I think I wanted. I, I told you it. I wanted to cover it. Is um. Uh, the Earth Will Shake by Thrice. That's like that. It. That song is what I work on because I can't. I can't do highs, but right. I can do kind of mids, and I can definitely do lows. Like my diaphragm is just designed. If my we, diaphragm yeah, is low. We like if, if I should have been the vocalist of like a White Chapel band, <laughs> <laughs> like like one hundred percent. But um, but yeah, there's there's a few songs that were that I want to do that I, all the screaming parts are very tasteful. If that makes sense. Like, it's not, like, it doesn't, it's never throughout the whole thing. It's always, like, a part, okay, this is, like, this is a heavy part. And you're you're using it to tell a story as well. Yeah, exactly. Very good. good. Yeah, no. Very good. Very good. Very good. Very good. good. So, yeah, man. Um, We should get, 
You just got to find another copy of Last Call. Oh, no, next week we'll we'll play right. it live. Right, it'll just be every week. Every oh, week you we'll do it. Do you want to play it live or do you want to play do a that? video? Do you want to do that? We're, well, okay, we'll do. We'll just keep doing just videos keep, right. until we run out of them, and then we'll play it live. Until we're ready to play. We'll it live, tease yeah. it up. But like now, this is the one, the 420 show where everybody was fucked up. I, you know what's lucky? I was so fucked up, I didn't start the cameras. Damn. So I don't have that on film. <laughs> That's all right. You would have seen the steam rising from my head. Well, you saw it when you walked off stage, too. And then we had to keep you from killing someone. Yeah, I was very... That's what it felt like. I was very angry. Oh. I was so high, I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) I was so high on... That was the... By far. Because I think we've talked about this. I'm very against being under the influence on stage. Although Snow Leopard, I would play into it a little bit and, like, have a beer. Like, mm-hmm. I, at some point in the show, like, I would have Frank or Paul hand me a beer and drink the beer and just, look at, we're in a punk band, we're playing a song called Alcohols and Cigarettes, yeah. everybody's thumping. Everybody's thumping. Um, but I was very against being high and stoned and shit on stage, and that was the most high I've ever been. And the last time I was high on stage. Yeah? Yeah. Because after that, because I, I mean, I knew it was bad, but at some point I was like, okay, this is just, we're having our bad show. Everybody has their bad show. This is this is terrible, but we're in the fucking middle of it. This is what it feels like. Mike. And I got off stage and I was like, it, I sat myself down and said, never again. Don't ever do that again. That was like my only bad show. Really? Yeah. I've, I've had one or two. I mean, yeah, I've I, had one or two. I look ones. at it like this. When we're all up on, on stage, we are one person. We are, like, that's what the band is. So even if I'm spot on, if somebody else is off, then the entirety of the band does not sound good. So I look at it. That's why, like I said, like a lot of, like, live, per, like, I practice a lot of how I'm going to play live because I want it to be smooth and have nothing like that happen but then when that happens i was just like oh my god is this what it's like is this this is just this is what it feels like to throw a clunker sometimes you go out there you give up seven runs in three innings it happens it doesn't happen a lot but it happens i think that i, I mean I, and i do think we grew from it because i think every show after that was disgusting oh yeah yeah in a good way Oh yeah, yeah, nasty. No, it one hundred percent. I mean, it, I'm, it it didn't help that I kind of yelled at everyone. <laughs> no, I think it did help. I mean, well, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but oh shit, what was I gonna say before? I oh yeah, I, I I guess I guess playing high doesn't necessarily bother me, but it's also because I have so much anxiety. Like probably the reason that trumpet thing went so poorly was because I was sober. <laughs> but, but, but like I, I, I don't want to be. I feel like if I were to ever like go on some sort of medication for it, I, I wouldn't. It would. I wouldn't be me anymore. So I, I try I to feel. go through even. I mean, even like fucking. I don't. I don't like taking taking ibuprofen when I have headaches. Same. Because I try to like, let's figure out a way to get rid of this without relying really on medication. Healthy. But you want to know what really helped up with like. I don't really deal with anxiety and depression anymore, and it all went away when I got healthy. Yeah. Yeah, when I really started taking care of myself. Now, the kind of negative consequence to that is if I'm, like, like, so this week was weird because I was moving all last weekend, so I really didn't have time. Like, I could have gone and worked out, but then I wouldn't have gotten everything done, basically my house put back together. Yeah. So I said, okay... These three, four days, I think I worked out Saturday morning, and then Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, 
you have to get this shit done. You're off, so you can't go to the gym. So all day Wednesday, I was horrible to be around at work because I needed to go to the gym. <laughs> My body was like, you're doing something wrong. You haven't been there. You're not taking care of yourself anymore. Get the fuck. You're going to die. You're going to have a stroke tomorrow, Tubby. Let's go. And that happens to okay. me. And so I get very irritable. I got gotcha. you. So, like, I didn't work out today mostly because I fucked up my schedule and just thought I was going to have more time in between work and the podcast. Gotcha. And then realized really quickly I wasn't. I was like, you can't do it. So tomorrow at work, I'm going to be a crank. I'm going to be horrific to be around until I get to the gym at around 530. So let's just shut it down now and you can just lift your dresser for an hour. Take care. We'll see you on the road. Bye. Good night. Bye.